98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. The coronavirus epidemic continues to spread, with a British health minister among the latest victims. Cathay Pacific's profits plunge even before the virus takes effect. And in the US, Joe Biden takes another big step towards a White House run. Several officials who brought back stranded residents from Wuhan a week ago are returning to work. The Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Secretary Patrick Nip says that they all tested negative for the coronavirus and he must now start planning the evacuation of other Hong Kong residents stuck in Hubei province. The evacuees have to complete a 14-day quarantine, but officials accompanying them are exempt. Mr Nip said he would continue to monitor his temperature and would wear a surgical mask and use hand sanitizers. The mainland has reported 24 new coronavirus cases, along with 22 more deaths. South Korea has confirmed 242 new infections. Six more people died there, bringing its total to 60. A health minister in the British government tested positive for the coronavirus. There are nearly 400 confirmed cases of the illness in the UK. Six people have died. Here's the BBC's Hugh Pym. We're prepared and we're doing a great job with it. And it will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. We want to protect our shipping industry, our cruise uh, industry, cruise ships. Uh, we want to protect our airline industry. Very important. Sorry, that was US President Donald Trump talking about the National Guard being deployed in a suburb of New York in response to one of the worst outbreaks of the coronavirus in the United States. Schools and places of worship will be closed for two weeks in New Rochelle. National Guard troops will help to clean public spaces and deliver food to residents. Nationwide, over 760 people have been infected. President Trump there was insisting that the situation is under control. But the top Democrat in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, said the U.S. was falling behind in testing people for the virus. Let me tell President Trump what does stop the spread of coronavirus. Steady, smart, scientific and competent leadership from the government. President Trump and his administration should be putting people before corporations and they should be focused on taking appropriate steps to keep the American people and their economic security safe. We'll bring you that report now from the BBC's Hugh Pym on the British Health Minister testing positive for coronavirus. We have decided that together we are ready to take the necessary decisions to put in place the measures which are vital to face this epidemic, to face all the consequences of it, and avoid financial and economic instability. I think we need responses to be as fast as possible and as strong as possible. That's what we called for this evening, the consensus which emerged this evening. Sorry, that was the French President Emmanuel Macron describing the spread of the coronavirus in Europe as an exceptional crisis which required an exceptional response. He was speaking after a video conference of European leaders. The EU has announced a 25 billion US dollar fund to tackle the outbreak. The three main indexes in the US stock market have all closed up more than 4% a day after suffering their biggest falls in a decade. Fears about the coronavirus combined with a crash in oil prices had caused shares in New York to tumble by about 8%. The rally came in the final hours of trading. Here's the BBC's Michelle Fleury. 
what was behind this bounce back was all of this talk from, from the White House and Donald Trump last night, basically saying that, that his administration was hoping to, to come up with a, a kind of fiscal stimulus plan soon. Those details we still haven't got yet, but that really was behind that sort of halving of Monday's losses, which again, you may recall, was a pretty torrid day. And in the local markets a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,288, 103 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $54 billion. In the past few minutes, Cathay Pacific has announced its full year results for 2019. Its profit fell by 28% year on year to $1.7 billion as it suffered the effects of last year's social unrest. Management has warned of more problems ahead and likely losses in the first half of this year due to the coronavirus. Hong Kong's top court has dismissed an appeal from a former online radio host who wanted to overturn his conviction for trying to bribe people to run in the 2015 district council elections. Cheng Wen Kin tried to argue that the election laws governed corrupt acts by elected councillors, not candidates. The Court of Final Appeal ruled he was still guilty because he tried to ask other candidates to stand against particular candidates for personal gain and to undermine a fair and honest poll. Mr Cheng said mainland businessmen gave him the money to bribe localists to challenge pro-democracy candidates. None of the localists took the money. Three pan-democratic lawmakers who joined four Executive Council members to meet US officials say they believe the government advisers are jumping to conclusions in saying that Washington won't sanction SAR officials. Ex-co-convener Bernard Chan said yesterday that there was little discussion of action under the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act during the talks in Washington. But lawmakers Charles Mock, Kenneth Leung and Jeremy Tam say they shared evidence of the human rights situation and political development here. Mr Mock said speculation was premature. The United States, they have their own rules, they have their own rule of law and so on. Of course they have a high standard for executing certain sanctions. And that is expected. But hearing that and think that, oh, that means we have no problem. I think that is only the views of the pro-establishment. Whether or not the United States government or their officials share the same views from the meeting, we did not get that impression at all. A funeral with full honours has been held for a customs officer, Lai Chi Hang, who was one of three killed when their boat capsized in an anti-smuggling operation in January. Mr Lai's funeral was held at the Universal Funeral Parlour in Hong Ham. Turning overseas, the former Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden, is extending his lead in the contest to become the Democrats' presidential candidate. Six states have been taking part in the latest primaries, with Mr Biden on course to win at least three of them. He's secured an important victory over Senator Bernie Sanders in Michigan. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. It does look like Bernie Sanders' hopes have been dashed in Michigan. He really needed to win big in that state. Uh, he did win it four years ago when he was uh, fighting Hillary Clinton for the Democratic nomination. Of course, she went on to be the nominee, but uh, was defeated by Donald Trump, who won the state of Michigan. It is one of those swing states, a, a bellwether state, and it will be a major bat battleground come the election in November. That is why it is so important. And Joe Biden showing that he can do well in that blue-collar state.
Joe Biden has been speaking in Philadelphia. There's a way to go. It looks like we're going to have another good night. With victories in Mississippi, Missouri, Michigan. We're uh, waiting to hear from North Dakota, Idaho, and Washington State. It's more than a comeback, in my view, our campaign. It's a comeback for the soul of this nation. The British government has defeated a rebellion from its own Conservative MPs over the decision to give the Chinese technology company Huawei a role in building the UK's 5G data network. Here's the BBC's Ian Watson. The number of rebels at 38 was slightly higher than expected. They included a range of former cabinet ministers who argued that Huawei was in effect a front for the Chinese state and its involvement in building Britain's 5G network should be phased out within three years. There'll be another vote on the 5G network before the summer, and if Downing Street wants to quell the rebellion, further concessions may be required. The government has argued that the Chinese company won't have access to sensitive sites and will provide what it calls only non-core parts of the network, such as masts. The US has given Huawei another 45 days to continue doing business with American companies. The new provisional license expires on May the 15th. Washington said it would blacklist Huawei, but has delayed the ban to allow US companies and residents to find alternative suppliers. The former Vatican Treasurer Cardinal George Pell is making a final attempt in Australia's top court to overturn his conviction for child sex abuse. Pell, who's 78, was sentenced a year ago. He lost a first appeal in August. Here's the BBC's Shaima Khalil. George Pell is currently serving a six-year prison sentence after a jury unanimously found him guilty of sexually abusing two choir boys in St. Patrick's Cathedral when he was Archbishop of Melbourne back in 1996. The case shook Australia, but it also rattled the Catholic Church, mainly because of how prominent George Pell is. Not only was he the Vatican's treasurer, but he was one of the Pope's closest advisers, though he has since been demoted from the pontiff's inner circle. Russia's parliament has moved a step closer to approving constitutional changes, which could keep President Putin in power until 2036. If members pass a final vote, Mr Putin will be allowed to run for two more terms after he'd been due to step down. Here's the BBC's Steve Rosenberg. Today he came to the Parliament and said he backed a constitutional amendment that would allow him to run again for office. This is an attempt by the Russian president to remain in power through a change in the Russian constitution. Already there's been a negative response from one of President Putin's former prime ministers, Mikhail Kasyanov. He dismissed this attempt. He said it was illegal and said that uh, President Putin was usurping power. Oil prices have extended a rebound from their biggest falls in almost 30 years. The two main contracts, West Texas Intermediate and Brent Crude, both put on about 4% in Asian trade. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 104.67 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar and 13 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 3 cents. Now to sport, here's Atten Chung. We start with football in the European Champions League, where Germany's RB Leipzig and the Italian side Atalanta have both made it into the quarterfinals for the first time. Leipzig dumped Tottenham out with a comprehensive second-leg win in Germany. Here are the goals described by the BBC's Ian Dennis. Loose ball picked up by Werner once again, plays it inside, first-time shot comes in! 
Savica has got the goal for RB Leipzig. Angelino left-hand side, Angelino with a cross, and Leipzig has scored a second. The header on the run, it's Savica once again. Angelino with a cross, it might fall to Timo Werner, and it's placed in, and Forsberg with his first touch of the game, with three minutes remaining, had the easiest task to hit a right-footed shot past Hugo Lloris. Two goals from Marcel Stabitzer and one from Emil Forsberg gave Leipzig a 3-0 second leg win and a 4-0 aggregate success over last season's finalists. The Italian side Atalanta are also through to the last eight. Joseph Ilicic scored all four as they beat Valencia 4-3 in a game played behind closed doors in Spain. They go through 8-4 on aggregate. Two more quarterfinal places will be decided tonight. Liverpool hosts Atletico Madrid, with the holders Liverpool needing to overturn a 1-0 deficit from the first leg. Borussia Dortmund take a 2-1 lead into the second leg of their tie against Paris Saint-Germain. The match is being played behind closed doors at the Parc des Princes due to fears over the coronavirus. Dortmund fans who had already made the trip to Paris are looking for a German bar to watch the game. We are a little bit disappointed about this uh, because we want to see our team. We, we spend a lot of money and we want to see uh, our team in the whole world. Tomorrow we lock in a pub and yeah, we hope uh, Dortmund wins. <laughs> UEFA have also confirmed that more European ties will be played behind closed doors in the coming weeks. They include next Wednesday's Champions League matches, Barcelona versus Napoli, and Bayern Munich against Chelsea. Tonight's English Premier League game between Arsenal and host Manchester City has been postponed. Members of Arsenal's playing squad went into self-isolation following the news that the Olympiacos owner, Evangelos Marinakis, had contracted COVID-19. Arsenal hosted a Europa League match with the Greek side two weeks ago when Marinakis had contact with members of Arsenal staff. It's the first game to be called off since the coronavirus outbreak in the English top division. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. The coronavirus epidemic continues to spread worldwide, with a British health minister among the latest victims. Cathay Pacific sees profits plunge even before the virus took effect. And in the United States, Joe Biden takes another big step towards a White House run. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 11th of March is today's date. One. Happy birthday to our wonderful colleague and friend Steve James. <laughs> He'll be along after the three o'clock news. He'd probably kill me for mentioning his birthday. Anyway, uh, also thanks to Phil for the morning brew. One, two, We've got a wonderful show ahead. Show. One, two, three. We're talking about uh, um, archaeology today on the One Two Three Show, and also using digital tools uh, for data recording in archaeological fieldwork. And we'll be chatting with Dr. Peter Cobb. He's an assistant professor in both the faculties of arts and education at the University of Hong Kong. And uh, after two thirty, uh, Cruz McCalligan will be joining us for our midweek audio column. And this week, uh, she'll be talking about cartoons, uh, the history, and the magic. Of animation and whether we ever grow out of watching it, and we want to hear from you also. So feel free to drop us an email. Uh, the email address is one two three show at rthk.hk. You can also find us on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio Three. Nineteen minutes past one o'clock. Some great music coming your way all afternoon. This is Everlast on Radio Three with I Can't Move.